Welcome to the Cup of Code Small Business Spotlight Podcast, hosted by Tim, Brandon, and Nick. Hey, everybody. We're here with Ken Oltenbach. How you doing, Kenny? I'm doing fantastic. And we also have Tim joining us today. Hey, everybody. Hey, Ken. How you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. Uh, I'd like to talk to you a little bit about, about your uh, leadership and results business that you have going on. Can you tell us a little bit about what you do? Uh, leadership and results coach. Uh, okay. That is what my main focus is uh, for the last, I guess, for the last couple of years. Um, I'm into um, helping uh, leaders, um, whatever aspect that, that they're going through that they need help on, whether it's team building, whether it's problem solving, uh, whether it's supervision. Um, and the results part about that is has nothing to really do with the organizational world. Uh, I've gotten into a lot of life coaching, and believe it or not, I got into that by coaching my own children and um, some of my brothers and sisters. And I seemed to be really good at it. I felt that I was really, really good at it. And I got referred to a lot of people because of that to this day. So I'm actually doing both of them, more so right now on the results coach, which People call it life coaching, but I don't um, because that's just so way out there. Everybody's doing life coaching here. Results means that I'm going to try to help you as a coach discover what's holding you back and having you discover your own results and your own solutions to get you from where you're at to where you want to be. Okay. Is this something that you do on a personal level, on a corporate level, um, either or? Uh, you, both. Okay. Right. Um, I'm, I'm really into leadership. Um, you know me, Tim, and Nick. Uh, mm-hmm. You know me for years. Um, I've been in leadership capacity for 40 years. 40 years. And I didn't even realize that until I started talking about myself. And um, I remember I was listening to a podcast um, on one of my favorite uh, coaching gurus. And he asked... Uh, the person that they were uh, coaching, that he was coaching, how long you've been a coach? And the person said, well, I've only been a coach for a couple months or a couple of years. And then he asked the question, what did you do before then? And this person happened to be in the leadership field. And he says, well, I've been a leader for this many years. And he says, even though you haven't been paid as a coach, you were a coach. You still are a coach, even though you don't advertise yourself as a paid coach right now. And that really clicked with me because being in the leadership field for 40 years, that's what leaders do. Good leaders, great leaders, they coach others to help them become better. And that's who I'm all about. Tim, you remember, you sat through and participated in one of my leadership coaches uh, trainings about, what, five years ago? Oh, boy, I bet it was more than that by now. Yep. And but, but, yep, I do remember. Well, let me ask you this. When I was conducting those leadership training, did you feel me wanting to make sure that you grew into a leadership position or help you grow? So, yes, this was through work, but I definitely felt that you were doing this from a much more personal standpoint. You weren't just trying to clone the next version of what you wanted walking around the business. Absolutely. So it was a very personalized approach to coaching. Absolutely. Because that's the love. You've got to have a love, and no matter what you're doing, coaching and what you guys are doing right now, web designing, podcasting, which is a fantastic thing here. But if you're not doing it for the love of somebody else, then you're just doing it for the money. And that's my philosophy, philosophy about this, uh, coaching others. It's not about me making money. Money will come 
but the growth of another person, that's my passion. Okay. So was there like this aha moment when you decided that you were able to take what you've been doing unknowingly and turn it into your own business? Yeah. Well, let me tell you a quick backstory on that. Okay. Um, My original goal was to be a leadership trainer. I wanted to get into organizations, um, help leaders team build, teach them how to team build, uh, bring their teams together and stuff. And I was really, really passionate about it. But what held me back was the, I had a full-time job. I worked many long hours and I'm trying to go do that and then come home, do my husband and other duties and everything like that. I've only managed to try to squeeze in three or four hours a week to try to build that business. And it was very tough. And Tim, you know, you and I sat down many, many times to see what I could do to build the business up here. And it got me gun ho for a couple, a couple of months. And then all of a sudden it faltered up because I was letting life take over for me. Um, about two years ago, I wanted to give it all up. I didn't want nothing to do with it anymore. I figured I knew I was going to retire from my position soon. I'm not going to do this anymore. It was a headache. It was, I'm tired. Nothing's out there. No one's calling me into their business to teach leadership. And uh, I said, well, I'm going to retire. I'll just live off the retirement of what I gained over the years and, and just be happy with that. But deep down, I knew that's, that wasn't me. It wasn't me at all. Deep down, I knew I had something to offer. So I started studying more and more about coaching, learning more about coaching, because that's what I now consider myself to be, a coach. Um, I started deeply getting into it about maybe a year ago, learning, getting on podcasts, getting on webinars, reading, listening to all the videos that I could possibly can, and then then coaching for free, pro, pro bono. Um, to get my skills as a coach moving, going in the right direction here. And about this past year, I knew this is my destiny. This is what I wanted to do. And I did everything up to today, sitting here with you, what I need to do to make sure this is a success. And it all starts with me. I cannot count on other people to push me. If I have to be pushed, then I'll just go right back to my old way of thinking. Give it up. Don't worry about it. But it starts with me. That's also a very good lesson in uh, personal accountability on your end, because I guess if you can't you know, do it yourself, it's going to be really hard to coach something like that. And I imagine personal accountability plays a big part in, in what you do. Uh, yeah. Um, I learned that from, I'll give you one of the books I learned from. And I, I believe you done the uh, uh, QBQ, question oh, yeah. behind a question. Yeah, uh, two of them, I believe. Right. right. And then the, the follow-up book was Flipping the Switch. Um, when I read that book the first time, that's what really opened up my eyes about if this is all going to happen to me or to anybody else, it starts with me. What can I do better? How can I go about doing it? Instead of putting the blame on everybody else. Well, Tim, you know, you set up a website for me two years ago. It did not work. And it, it, why not? You didn't do the right things for it. You didn't attract the right people and stuff. And that would have been easy to do that. But I knew it all fell on me. So personal accountability... I cannot expect anybody else who I coach, whether in the leadership or whether in the personal uh, world, to become accountable themselves if I'm not willing to do it myself. Okay. So you mentioned that you were in this kind of a training position, regardless of whether you understood it or not, for what, 40-some years, you said? Uh, leadership for 40 years. So how did that end up getting applied to your day-to-day work life? How did you fall into that role? Well, actually... 
I started in the United States Air Force. I went in when I was 18 years old, just about 19 years old. And the second day I was at basic training, I was told, you are a leader. You need to lead a squad. And a squad is a small part of your whole um, organization of the people that you're with, um, the 40 or 50 guys that we were there. And your responsibility was to lead 10 or 12 of those people um, and they said, you're it, you're done, you're going to be, they told me, and I never led anything, I never even considered, I didn't even know what leadership was, because prior to that, I was in high school, just graduated, played sports all my life during that, and maybe perhaps my leadership started there as well, too. Um, but from that point on, I was in the Air Force for 10 years, and from basic training to the day I got out of the Air Force, I was in a leadership position. As I grew in rank, more and more responsibility, more and more people. I was a leader, but it's different in the military than it is in the civilian world because I can't just come into the civilian world, which I tried, and just tell somebody what to do and expect them to do it because I'm in the leadership position, and if you can't do it, I'm just going to make damn sure that uh, I'm going to make your life a living hell. In the civilian world, that didn't work. They fought back. Okay. (laughs) So after leaving the military... Can you tell us a little bit about getting into a leadership, how you handled a leadership role getting into um, whether it was your a job that you took or whether it's your personal life? Can the you talk to the corporate world? The, the corporate world, yep. Right. Um, I started out at this organization. By the way, I retired from it, uh, from being there for 28 years. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, when I got out of the military, I was unemployed for six months. I applied for a job um, that's sounded like it was a UPS driver. Uh, and we all know, you know, those, those drivers make a lot of money. So I went and applied for it. And, um, and even during the interview process here, I didn't understand what it was. I, again, I still had the mindset that, that you know, it's going to be a UPS job, but I was offered the position. And once I got to the company, it wound up being that I was going to be a, what they call a route service driver or route service representative, where I get to deliver to companies, the products that they serviced and stuff. Um, I carried over my leadership skills into that position, even though it was I wasn't in, in the lead of anybody, I wasn't in charge of anybody other than myself. And I always had the philosophy here, whatever you do, you do it to your best ability. And I did that. And I was quickly promoted to a route supervisor, route supervisor in charge of drivers, pulled me off the road, and my responsibility was to train and grow other route service representatives here. And that happened within 18 months. So immediately, almost immediately, I should say, um, I was put into another leadership role um, in a corporate civilian world, totally different. I was in that position for just nine years, and due to circumstances that happened at that time, Around my 10th year, uh, there was a lot of changes going on in the company, and apparently they saw what I did, how well I did the job, how, you know, how I grew the company, which I did too as well. You had to sell. And uh, they offered me to say, listen, you know, we got this position available here for you. Would you be interested? And I said, hell yeah. Not knowing if I could do it or not. And that position was to jump into, not, uh, jump into from leading eight people to 80 plus people, just like that. And I had to learn quickly, quickly how to be an extraordinary leader in that position there. Um, I carried over my skills 
from the military, uh, but those skills weren't good enough when I got into that position. Again, I mentioned earlier here that I thought I could go ahead and use my military leadership by telling people what to do, and they had to do it or, or else, and it didn't work. They fought back. And I didn't know what to do when they fought back. I be one example I'll give you here. What I thought was uh, really, really, uh, I thought my leadership skills or my leadership style. Uh, I stood in the middle of this location arguing with an employee in front of everybody else, and the employee argued back. You don't do that in the military. You do that to someone that's in charge in the military. You go to jail, brig whatever they call it back in the military days here. You can't do that in the civilian world. You cannot do it no matter what. They either wind up, you leave or they leave, or you could try to punish them as much as possible uh, to have a record and all that stuff there. But I learned very quickly that's not the way. That's not the way to grow. So getting into that position started my journey to gain more and more leadership skills. And what did that entail? Well, how to communicate how to talk to, how to give instruction, how to uh, face failure, not as failure, but a growing opportunity. So, and it didn't happen for me. I wasn't a perfect leader when I got into that position. It took me years along the way. I was getting better every day, but I wasn't perfect. Okay. So I'm, I'm assuming that your only role wasn't leadership. I'm sure that you had all kinds of stuff that was getting thrown at you on a daily basis in this position. So how did you go about finding the balance of the job that needs to be done versus a one-on-one and personalized approach to helping build the people that were underneath you? That's a great question. You had to. You had to find that time because, yes, a lot of things I had to do were a result of filling positions. And if those positions weren't filled, then me as a leader or anybody in that position here had to fill in. And it was tough, very, very tough. Um, if you go in one morning and you're facing five people not in, you still had to get those items out the door. The customer always came first. And that's the philosophy that was instilled in me. And I understood that we work for the customer. They pay the bills. They pay the bills to the company and the company pays us so we can have a living, um, living, um, I'm trying to think of the word, but like a living, like a life cycle. Right. Correct. Um, and I mentioned earlier, it, it was tough because if someone needed some guidance, if someone needed to be corrected, you still had to bring that in there. You could not let that go because it's on you as a leader. It's completely on you as a leader because they work for you. And if you get questioned by your superiors, why is this person or why is that person doing what they're doing here? It is your responsibility. And you can't say, well, I've been working these positions. I couldn't do I didn't have time for that. You had to make time. Whether that was after hours, you still had to do that. Or do it first thing in the morning before the, all the work started. Okay. So as, as this uh, leadership development grew in you personally, mm-hmm. did you find it easier and easier to identify a certain approach to certain people versus just that, um, like you said before, the military one-size-fits-all solution you tried out with? Right. Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, but was it perfect? No. Okay. You cannot even, in, you know... Every person is different. Every personality is different. You had to learn that. You couldn't just try on one leadership hat and expect to lead everybody else the same way as a cookie-cutter leadership, okay? 
I learned a lot. You know, you might have a personality where you're jovial, you're nice, you accept criticism, or you accept uh, um, growth, correction, and I don't have to worry about that. And we work together. Nick might have been somebody different here, like, you know, don't bother me. Um, leave my job. I'm doing it. But if I feel he needs to be corrected here, I can't approach him the way I approached you here. I got to expect some kind of conflict that's going to happen out of this. And I had to learn about conflict, how to deal with it, how to communicate it with conflict. Now, Nick, I knew you weren't that kind of a person. <laughs> you know, so, and I know you're not that kind of a person right now, but I'm just trying to use you two as an example. And those you learn every day, and you take them with you. And so you know if you, if you, I made a mistake with you or I made a mistake with Nick the way I did it, I learned from that. So next time if something happens to either one of you or somebody else here, I knew how to deal with it. So personal growth was every day for me. Okay. Every day. All right. So to take that idea and try to really get my mind wrapped around a little bit better. So you were in a position where you were able to really lead and build people up into their into their lower level positions. Yes. Did you ever have any pushback or conflict you had to deal with with the middlemen between you and those employees that w you were trying to help lead? Uh, so are you asking about my superiors or are you asking either about... Either superiors or if you got any pushback from anybody that was under you but yet above the average employee. Yes. Um, and that all comes because their belief on how their leadership skills are supposed to be applied, whether... They have them. So I, I assume that that's a whole different approach than when you're dealing with like an hourly employee. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Um, those people that report to me, if that's where you're going with it, not the hourly employees, um, but the people I'm, I'm directly responsible for growing their own employees. Yeah. So just to give an example without, um, you know, knowing too much about that part of the industry, mm -hmm. um, say you have an hourly employee and mm -hmm. say they have like maybe a position supervisor and that position supervisor is in charge of them, but then you have to, you know, directly be in contact with the position supervisor. Correct. Um, how did you learn how to kind of deal with that kind of conflict where it's that person who is in a leadership position, but you're trying to help them grow? Well, it comes down to Tim. If they want to grow, okay. that's where it comes down to. You still, as a leader, you have to still step back and find out what is making them tick or how to communicate with them. So if it came down to where if they really didn't care about it and I had to do their responsibility for them, it came down to where well, you have a choice. Either you grow or you go. All right. I did not help them to go. I did everything I possibly can to help them grow. That's in me. That's in my personal Growth as a leadership here is to grow others, believe it or not, to make them better than me as a leader. Okay. All right. So that's a really good way to look at it, to have your have the people that are working with you to grow better than you as a leader. Absolutely. So at this point, I'm guessing, it seems like you're really setting yourself up to really look at yourself as more of a corporate leader than a personal development leader. So at a certain point, did you decide that maybe you can take these to other industries versus just your own? Well, when I told you, when I went to give it up two years prior to that, and when you were working with me personally, my goal was to, I wanted to teach leadership. I want to go into organizations and say, okay, Mr. Leader, Mrs. Leader, um, what can I help you with, especially with your team? If you're having difficulty with your team, I wanted to be that person to come in and do that. That was tough because like me, like anybody else, anybody that's in a leadership position, 
they are very reluctant to admit that they even have a problem. I can see that that would be a big hurdle for you to get over. Yes. Um, but that comes from personal accountability, okay? I can't go into those organizations and tell them, hey, you got problems with your team or you don't know how to communicate with them team, guess what they're going to do? They're just going to shut me out and say, listen, who are you to come in and tell me that I don't know how to do this or grow my team? I'm perfectly fine with my team, whether they're screaming at them every single day or ignoring them every single day. So that got very, very daunting for me here, how to get in there and do that um, with them, and it didn't work. I put a lot of time, I put a lot of effort, I put a lot of money into getting into doing that, but it came down to if they're not going to admit that they have a problem, then they don't have a problem. And I can't be the one to tell them, well, yeah, you do. From over here, I know who you are. I hear from your people that you lead. You do have a problem, but they'll shut you out right away. Okay. Okay. I mean, that's a really good, that's a really good point you made where I'm sure that the people that you're going in there to help coach and help to mm-hmm. lead – if they have a certain mentality or a certain ego, I imagine that that is where that whole conversation stops. Ego. Uh, I mean, that's the biggest thing. Ego. Uh, I'm in a leadership position. I got here how I got here, so it must be okay. Uh, so don't tell me how to lead. So now I'm shifting gears, okay? I'm not trying to go into organizations and say, your leadership is bad or your team is bad, or do you have a problem? And I got all the solutions and we'll come in and do this here. I'm focusing on now, Okay, figuring out a way to market where, hey, listen, it's okay that you're not 100% perfect. And what areas that you might be struggling in, let's talk. I don't come in. I don't embarrass you. We could do it on Zoom. We could do it on your time. I don't come in and tell you, uh, you know, let me see your operation. Let me find out what is bad about or what difficulties you're having in your leadership struggles, okay? It might be very well. Listen, I'm in conflict situations every single day. I'm not sure how to handle that. And then, hey, would you like some help with that? Okay. Okay. So you kind of let them identify their own their, Correct. Own, their own down, I don't want to say downfalls. You let them identify the parts that they're uncomfortable with. Correct. Okay. Now, I will tell you this here. I am not separating the leadership world, the organizational world from the personal world, okay? Because it all is intertwined. So if you're having difficulty communicating with your team at work, you might be having difficulty communicating with your wife, your children, your friends, um, all those kinds of issues. So it carries from one to the other, from leadership to the personal, from personal into your organization, it's all intertwined. So they might come to me. It may not be, I might be talking, let's say you're a leader of an organization and we're just chatting. We met somewhere, we're chatting, and I'm keenly listening to, maybe you have a concern and you start talking about communication issues or conflict issues and stuff like that. I'm going to key on that. And it may not be at work. It may not be. It may be at home. Am I able to help? Absolutely. You don't have to be a leader of an organization, or if you are, you don't have to be having problems at work, but if you might have it at home or anywhere else, that's what the, the coaching is all about, the results. Okay. the results, leadership and results. Gotcha. Okay, okay, so that's where that all ties together. Correct. Correct. So with, your, uh, with the job you said you recently retired from, you said 29 years, correct? 28 years. 28 years. Yes. I imagine that you got yourself into a lot of positions to not only hone your own skills, but also really 
help people grow themselves both better with the company and also in their own personal lives? Yes. Um, I, I will tell you this. Was it perfect as far as leadership goes and how it's done? Absolutely not. But I don't look at it. I never did look at it as a point of this sucked. They don't know what they're doing. They, they need me. I didn't look at it that way. Is I took what, I'm, what I was around. I took what I saw could be corrected and learned from that so I could do it myself, what to do, what not to do, and give me an opportunity for someone that was under me or maybe even possibly over me to learn certain skills that would help them grow even more. Did it work all the time? No. Did it work sometime? Yes, in certain situations. Okay. All right. So getting out of the mindset of what you've done with the uh, corporate side of things, mm-hmm. how do you approach that when you're doing this on your for your own business now? How do you approach the difference between um, knowing an industry that you're in seven day, or f- five days a week, six days a week, however your schedule mm-hmm. is? How do you go from approaching something where you know everything about the environment to coaching somebody that you might not have a whole lot of context on? It's deep listening. No okay. matter who I'm in contact with here. So if you were talking more than I am right now on this podcast and I'm listening, you might bring something up that I'm key, keying on. Um, you know, I'm having difficulty, uh, you know, I'm arguing with my spouse every single night or my kids aren't listening to me and we're just screaming and hollering at me or, um, you know, or I'm, ha- I'm stressed out because... I got all this piling up on me here. And I, all, I, all I'm going to do is just ask you a question. Would you like some help with that? That's it. And then you might just start by saying, well, what do you mean? What, 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 what did I say for you to say something like that? And I'm creating a dialogue. At no point, at no point am I offering my services for this much here where I say, hey, okay, Tim, you know, uh, I noticed that you might need better communication skills, especially about listening. Okay, I can help you for that for uh, we'll coach for three months and it's going to cost you this amount of money. You're going to sit there and say, uh, I don't need it. I'm not going to pay this here or whatever here. So I'm going to give you an added value and I'm going to create conversations, whether it's one conversation, two conversations, and I'm going to give you the best coaching that you ever had. So even if you do not choose to work with me and go any further here, at least you're going on, uh, I'm going to send you out with golden nuggets to help you start repairing your life. Because that's what it's all about. It's not about me making money. It's about me helping you get from where you're at to where you want to be. Now, you may not want to work with me right then and there, but something down the road, a year later, you might reach out to me. Listen, I'm still having difficulty here. I remember you and I talking. You said this and you said that here. You know, I, I would really love to work with you. And so that's what I'm doing right now. So when I'm in contact, and it's tough right now, guys, because of the COVID world, okay? Yes, we're starting to get ourselves out there even more. But I used to go to networking events, which no longer I'm going to do any, anyway, because that's just a bunch of people handing out their business cards, okay? But I'm spending a lot of my time online, on LinkedIn, uh, all, all these social uh, websites here, Facebook, Instagram, and, and I'm, I'm getting part of groups that or interest to me as who I could possibly help. And if just someone gets on there, and I, no, no, I got a reason why I'm saying this, someone gets on there and says, you know, um, you know, I'm really struggling at this, 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 this isn't, and this is something I feel I can help out. I'm just starting a conversation. Well, how's that making you feel? 
Um, what have you done about it so far? You know what? Why don't you and I just have a conversation? No obligation. I'm not going to sell to you. I'm just going to give you the best coaching experience that you ever had. If it takes an hour, if it takes two hours, so be it. And if I feel at the end of the conversation that maybe more can be said, then I'll offer them to come back and have another conversation. At no point will you feel ever that I'm trying to sell you. Ever. And it's working. And I'm going to tell you um, the, the point I'm trying to make here is in this past year, I've made so many contacts all over the world. I do have, I just, just got out of my corporate job and I already have two paying clients right now. And one just resigned with me. So I must be doing something right. That is in the personal world. That's the personal. It's not the leadership world. Okay. They're not elite. Well, they are, but that's not why they went to coaching because they were all disconglomerated in their life. And I'm helping them to, to stay focused here. Um, all over the world, I'm, I'm pro boning, pro boning about maybe 10 different people all over the world here. South Africa, Canada, Slovakia, all these people are reaching out and I'm being part of their lives here and just having conversations. They're not paying clients. Some of them are even coaches. And we're helping one another out and stuff here. So I, I, I'm a firm believer that whatever you put out into the universe, positive or negative, that's what you're going to get, no matter what. So if you're constantly negative, that's what you're going to attract in your life. If you're constantly positive, that's what you're going to attract in your life. So by doing that, where I put myself out there for the whole world, and now I am coaching all these people, I'm dealing with a lot of personalities. Uh, sounds like okay, it. a lot of personality, which is honing my skills even more. And it sounds like a great portfolio piece to be able to use. Correct, but again, I'm not looking for that. No. Okay, no, but I'm sure that helps. Like yeah. you, you can. You're, it sounds like you're getting a whole lot of experience on your belt by just doing these pro bono. Right. right, and when I do build my business up the way I want it to be, I'm still going to offer that. I still want to give back because I know everybody. That's just my heart. I know that everybody who wants it and it can make a better life for themselves, but they can't afford to sit down with a professional, okay? But also it brings me to another point here. I never claim myself to be a counselor or a therapist or a psychotherapist. Totally different, okay? Those professions take you back into your life, okay? Coaching is about taking you from where you are now, where you're stuck, and then getting to where you want to go, and I help them along the way. Now, will we dip into the past? A little bit. But if it got to be where, like, well, I'll give you an example. Um, I, I'm coaching a person right now um, who said they, years ago, well, maybe even recently, that, uh, you know, they thought suicidal thoughts and everything, and um, I've been abused all my life and all that stuff. To me, uh, I can't handle it. I don't know what to do about that. I'm not a doctor or anything like that. But when they wanted to focus on, oh, Ken, can you help me get me from here to there? Yes, I'll be there. And if it got to anything deeper than that, I would have to stop and say, okay, you need blah, blah, blah. Okay? So I want to go back to the story I was telling you about that as well, as far as exposure goes. Putting yourself out there. By doing that, last January, or does this past January, this year here, I'm part of a, a community called Mind Valley and Evercoach. And it's a community about where their goal is to make a billion coaches better in the world. That's their philosophy. That's their goal. They have all kinds of forums, 
videos, classes, paid classes, free classes, all that stuff here that I became part of, okay? I dabbled in it for five years, but because I had my corporate job, I left to go, you know, blah, 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 blah. But I got involved with them again. So they offered, the mass, uh, the Mind Valley offered to, now to offer these free uh, mastermind coaching or peer coaching classes. And I just raised my hand and said, yeah, I'd be interested in doing that. But I can't because I'm working a corporate job. Would you be interested if you could do this on a Saturday so I could participate? And they did. They said, sure. Probably other people all over the world here can't make it on a Monday through a Friday here. So I wound up with my first mastermind group where I was in charge, where I was facilitating, and I helped guide coaches all over the world of where we were going. It was a uh, three-month program, right? I got thrown into it I, uh, the second week it happened. The person that was operating it. He said, yeah, I'll, I'll be on it with you the first time. Just to show you how it goes and everything like that. There, At the end of that video, or I'm not sorry, that first session here, he says, it's all yours now. Goodbye. <laughs> so as a leader, you got to be prepared for things like that as well, too. You know, you, you can't just every day, okay, train and, and, and learn how to do this for an event that's going to come up five months for me. It, it happens. And I was freaking scared. I mean, I was scared because I didn't know, how do you operate? What do you do? What do you, I got all these coaches from all over the world. But at the end of three months, we are now still continuing as a group, helping one another, helping us grow, helping us. If I'm talking too much, just shut me up. No, okay. this, hey, this is your show. Okay. Um, helping each other grow, and we didn't want to stop after three months. So when that was over here, I was glad that we still have continued, which today we still have, okay? Then Mind Valley came out, or Evercoach, well, they're both from uh, the same company, uh, said, hey, listen, we want to start something again for, it just ended two weeks ago, where we're looking for ambassador coaches who would like to be participating in that here. I raised my hand again. I wanted to be part of that here. So now I got a whole new group from Australia, I got from all over the world again, and we just finished up there, and we continued another group. So I'm part of the two groups here. The point I'm trying to make about that is how am I growing as a coach? Is one from all my leadership training and my, my positions that I have, that's still instilled in me what to do, what not to do here. Now I got a community of worldwide coaches that are, they got your back. And what really really made me where I volunteered starting in January now I'm going to be teaching a class on Mind Valley okay so was all the reviews that they gave about me and that made me feel really really good because it in the corporate world you don't really hear about that you only hear about shit sorry bringing my emotions up now you only hear about things that go wrong and you're dealing with a lot of egos and that's wrong. It really, really is. Because you got a group of people that can come up and maybe be potential leaders themselves here, and it's not happening because you're getting knocked down or no one else cares. So I'm so glad I'm part of what I'm being part of right now. And if it takes me a year to be at the point of my coaching practice to where I want to be, which I have a goal to be by the end of this 2022, 
I am so glad to put myself out there and worry about growing others and help having them help me grow as, as a coach as well too. So what is your goal for 2022 now that you, you're mentioning it? I, I don't want to put it out there into the universe. Um, Do you have any key points that you'd like to just touch on? Yeah, um, I, I mean, of course, any coach, anybody who wants a business here, they want, they want clients, okay? What I'm learning and what I've learned for the past year, you don't go out and get clients. You go out and create clients. And how do you do that? You create it one conversation at a time. So it's not a top priority me. Like right now, I had a guy from Switzerland, me and him are accountability partners for the, the, the thing that's going on right now. He got on the phone or on Zoom with me today, and we have a Zoom meeting every Wednesday to say, hey, where you're at, what can we do, what can I do? And the guy is fantastic. And he had some stressors in his life right now. Before we played the game of, well, what did you do? How did you do it? And everything like that here. He allowed me to coach him for five, 10 minutes. And it took all that away from him right now, okay? He was looking at things differently. And after I got done with that, he turned around and gave me 20 minutes of golden nuggets that's going to help me do what I want to do. And we're not looking at each other and saying, well, I'm spending my time here. Pay me. That's it's not what it's all about. You two, when you go out, when you want to build your business here, do you go already with a pen and paper and a contract and say, sign here, and then, then I'll help you? You go out and create conversations. You go to your businesses. You sit down. Let me tell you a key point, okay? I'm not selling me. I'm selling the concept of coaching. I'm giving you the experience of coaching. So what do you guys do when you go out to your, your businesses when you, you want Cup of Code to be their website designer? Do you sit down and say, well, is it going to cost you this much here? How many times have you gone into an organization more than one time to get their business? Do oh, you? I can't even tell you how many times. But each time you still go, you don't give up, right? Nope. And each time it's different. It's a different approach each time. Right. But you're having a conversation. You're finding more information. You're not thinking in the back of your mind, man, this is my third visit here. This is it's taking my time away. But eventually, even if it's the fifth visit, yeah, show me where to sign. I want you to do my business. You know, you create clients, whether in coaching, whether in web design, whether any one conversation at a time. And you don't sell you, you sell to their pain points. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think one thing that we always pitch is what, um, we sell solutions. Solutions Co to the problem. Correct. But you got to know what the problem is, right? And the only way that you know that problem is if you're intently listening to what's really holding them back. That's one thing that Nick's really good at. Um, I go in and I start talking and then Nick just sits there and listens. And by the time that <laughs> I'm done talking my part yeah. and they're done talking, Nick's ready to just say, hey, this is the best bet for you. This is how we would approach your, right. your business. Do you approach them by saying, well, you know what? I just heard what you said. It's going to cost you uh, uh, $5,000 here. Sign here. No, I just tell them the entire plan that I thought of and what I think would help them the best. Based off of what? The conversation that you had with that person. You were listening intently to where's their pain? Now, you and I did business, you know, you guys did the business with me and I, I, for social media and stuff like that here, and I stopped it because I wasn't into it, and you guys didn't sell me back, well, hey, listen, you know, we can get you uh, this, this, and this, you just got to stay in there. Now, you gave me tips, you helped me out and stuff like that here, but it came down on me, okay, whether I wanted to do it or not, but you didn't sell me. 
you didn't sell me. So, well, if you cut this out, I'll never see you guys. I'll never have you come over here again and try to get my business or whatever here. I might be your partner again a year down the road. Who knows, you know? But that's what it's all about. You're asking me here, you know, how can I, how can I, you know, how do I know about this in the, in the world that I'm in right now? It doesn't matter what world I'm in. It matters if I could solve your pain. And I am the best person to do that for you. So you want to find out? Let me, let me have a conversation with you. I will give you the best coaching conversation that you had. I will give you the best feeling. Whether you stay with me or not, I've done my job. Just like what a leader does. I'm in a leadership position. My ego is way down because I'm going to make you better than who I am. And I don't expect anything in return for it. Because I did my job. That's what a great leader does. So anyone listening to this and they're, you know, taken in by everything that you've said, what's the best way for them to reach out and contact you? I don't have a website. Uh, I, I don't have, I don't mess around on social media. Um, I, I will give you my phone number. It's 570-271-1484. I live in Danville, Pennsylvania, but I coach in person and I coach online as well too. And that gives people a lot of freedom to say, well, listen, I got to get home from work. Now I got to go prepare for Ken to come or I have to go over to Ken's uh, uh, place of business and stuff like that here. And I got to cook and all that stuff here. Yeah, let's jump online here because I still get the same person in front of me and I get to see their um, uh, nonverbals that they're giving me on a video and call them out the same way if you were sitting in front of me right now. So that's the best way to get a hold of me right now here. Just call and leave a number. Um, I'll also give you my email address. It's uh, coaching to your success 2022 at gmail.com. All one word. And the reason why I put the 2022 at the end of that here, because 2022 is the year that people are going to know who I am and how I can make their lives better. Okay. Well, that kind of just sounds like you set your goal right there. Uh, well, yeah. So. so okay. Um, you know, I, I just, when we do that, when, I, when people say what your goal is here, I don't believe in that. It'll come. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I have something in my mind, but if I keep focusing on that, Tim, that I'm going to do all the wrong things to get there. I see what you're saying. Okay. So you, right now you're doing it for the right reasons. You're doing it for the enjoyment. You're just doing it for the growth of the people that are really looking for your services. And then after that, I think it sounds like everything else will just organically fall into place. Absolutely here. And I just want to send a message out to anybody. Call me about anything. If you just want to talk, again, I promise you, my goal is not to try to sell you. Okay, if you want to learn more, it's going to cost you this much here. Every person that sits in front of me or calls me is a different person. So there's no set cookie-cut way to move with it. Some people might only need three months. Some people may only need two conversations. Somebody might need six months. Somebody might need a year or whatever. That is all based off the conversation. And again, don't matter how long it is. It does not matter. If we have a two-hour conversation, then we have a two-hour conversation. And if you go away with that two-hour conversation with some golden nuggets here, I've done what my passion is, is to make you feel better. Okay. Do you have anything else that you'd like to pitch out about your, your business? Anything, any last little uh, bits of advice, any tips? No, I don't want to pitch the business, um, okay. but I want to thank you two because this is my very, very first podcast, and I was kind of, no, I was nervous coming into this. You both made me feel very, very comfortable about it. And um, 
I, I would love to come back and talk about something different and, and keep that going as well, too. So this is actually kind of freaking fun, man. <laughs> you know, well, you can do it and also, Ken, an FYI, if you have anybody that you'd like to have a podcast with that's not anywhere in this area, we can call them right through the Bluetooth of the board. Awesome. So yeah. if you have yeah. anybody that you'd like to bring in and on a phone call for a podcast, we can do that with you. Awesome. Um, I've been invited to do podcasts twice already. Okay? okay. Twice. And I backed out of it because I didn't feel confident that I could sit here and talk about this and have people want to listen here. But you made me feel comfortable about this. And I want to stress this point too. I'm not coming on here to boost my business, to make myself look great and everything. I'm coming on here because this is a great way to have people know who I truly am and what my true passion is all about. And I hopefully you two felt that. Um, but yeah, um, I, I would uh, thank you, and I, I, I'm part of this whenever you want me to be part of this here. So you know where we're at. Anytime that you want to book something, yep. come on down. Thank you, guys. Did a wonderful job.